Welcome to Beyond the Listing, where we discuss the business of real estate outside of the listing environment. I'm your host, Jeremy Medor. I'm Danielle Downs. Later, we'll be joined by Amanda Howard with Keller Williams. But first, we're going to get into a little bit of market discussion. As market is concerned, mm-hmm. um, we were talking before we started recording, like what to talk about. Right? Yes, what actually to um, speak on. I mean, you know, 2023 has been probably, not probably, statistically speaking, it's been our most challenging year, not only as an industry, but as an individual business, yep. as far as um, not knowing what to expect. Right. Um, obviously, you know, year over year trends, we measure those. Um, and I, I look at them very specifically. Um, I try not to look at it on a week to week basis because of how much of a roller coaster a week to week basis is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say categorically that our fall market has been fantastic right? compared to the remainder of the year mm-hmm. market. Um, not that we've had our busiest weeks this fall, but we are seeing an actual increase in volume and um, marketing sales just from a from an investment standpoint from people um, over previous years, whereas the rest of the year, we were actually falling short of last year. Right. Um, so that's good news. Um, I think that's good news for the industry specifically because we are um, seeing kind of a late bloomer market this year. Mm. Um, and I'm noticing on Facebook or social media in general, but um, Facebook is what us old people are on <laughs> the uh, book i'm told, I'm told. Um, <laughs> the facebook but i'm i'm noticing that there's a lot of chatter about um uh the expectation that the fall market might bleed into the winter market a bit more this year than previous years mm-hmm. so you know knock on wood let's, yeah. make, sure, let's make that happen captain <laughs> um, i'm on it I mean, there's nothing we can obviously there's nothing that we can do you know as as photographers to influence that other than just continue to show up and do our amazing jobs um but we have to re- you know remain responsive and you you do a really good job of that <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty fast i i, I try yeah. i try i don't like people waiting i don't want people yeah. waiting with clients and you know waiting to hear from me so they can tell their client when we can come mm. I, I really try to stay on top of you it. You are on top of it. I, I try. I'm on, I'm on top you. of it. So Thank I appreciate you. that. Um, but as far as a market standpoint, you know, you're obviously noticing how some weeks are getting a little bit tighter yep. than others. Yeah. Like this week was actually pretty tight, which I wasn't expecting. Um, obviously, we had you know a couple of people on vacation here and there, but yep. still pretty darn good for mid-September. Yep. So for the recording, we are on Thursday, September 21st. So Amanda and I really got into a wonderful personal conversation in regards to what brought her into real estate, what's mm-hmm. kept her in it, uh, basically where she's going to be going in life um, as far as her, her end goal. And uh, well, actually not even an end goal, it's more of what her journey looks like in front of her. Yep. Um, and it's great because she and I are independently going through a lot of the same stages of life, being mm-hmm. middle-aged, and um, it's different. It's, yeah. it's a very different kind of conversation. I was really happy to have that conversation um, and you'll get to hear all that later. Um, but the highlight takeaway was that uh, embrace life yep. and really enjoy what it is that you're doing. Make sure that you're doing it on purpose mm-hmm. and not just arriving at your autopilot outcome. Yeah. Um, because if, if you're just operating on autopilot throughout your life, you're just going to end up looking back on things and saying, 
why did I do that the way Absolutely. that I did? So, mm-hmm. and I know that you are very well aware of that. Yes. Also your, being middle-aged. Absolutely. It's not so much that. You no, know, no, I get it. Your, your daughter started <laughs> college this year. Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you, um, you look back a lot yeah, at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really happy with how the today's podcast went. Awesome. And, uh, I'm really looking forward towards a lot more of these. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, do you they, have these questions memorized? Uh, we're going to have a natural conversation, Amanda. Oh. Wow. No. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Is that is that scary? A little bit. Why? I don't know if you can handle all this. I can. I can. <laughs> I got four girls. I can handle a lot. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Or at least you have a line of sight of what's to come. So I am Jeremy Medora with Medora Photography, and our guest today is... Amanda J. Howard. With the Amanda Howard Group, Keller Williams Realty, Boston Northwest. So my daughter is 12 and I'm sarcastic a little bit and she's picking up on that, which I've got to admit, I'm a little proud of. Um, But the other day um, I was complaining, shocker, I was complaining about something that she was doing, her temperament. And she's like, we'll contact the manufacturer with all complaints. Like, oh my touche my friend okay. touche all right i'm hoping she saw that on social media somewhere and she didn't just come up with it on herself because if she came up with her on herself dear god oh my goodness there's some <laughs> some some future shoes to fill is yes. what you're saying yeah okay yeah. that's yeah, interesting yeah. No. so kids though they yep. they bring they bring a lot of new um challenges and joys to life right mm-hmm. um and uh you know lately you know you and i have been having conversations obviously about how all of that kind of blends together and making time for family right. is in a really, it's really an important part of life. Unfortunately for me on my end, I didn't really have this like idea of how that should work until just the past couple of years, which mm. is why we moved to Maine, which is why we kind of throttled down a bit. I got off the road full time and started managing full time. Um, and that allowed you know me to kind of concentrate on that. I'm curious to hear like how you've worked with that with real estate. Oh my goodness. So, oh, I hate the word counterbalance, imbalance, all those things. It's, it's hard. Like I think even regardless of the career, I think even if you're a stay at home parent, like that is hard. Cause I did that before real estate yeah. as well. Um, how long ago was that? So a little over eight years. Okay. So that's kind of, that feels weird just to even say that. Yeah. So my I've been kids, doing this 10. Yeah. So. So my kids were three and four when I got started and I've added a kid since then. Added a kid. Yes. <laughs> and took the extra to check out. Um, and then it's just, I used to work with every client, no matter what. I yeah. want every bit of business. Sure. I want to get hit the ground running. And now it's like, I don't work on Sundays. Yep. And people are like, you know, you're in real estate, right? I'm yep. Like, I do, but I need, I was this true story. I was convinced my youngest thought my mother was his mother the first two years of his life yep. because he never saw me. Yep. And then that's really when it kind of hit me. That hits hard. Yeah. It hit me that I need to realign some things. Yep. So I got really purposeful with when I will take calls. I used to get up from the dinner table to take calls and I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I don't need that. You know, it doesn't take that long to eat the tacos it can wait 15 minutes. It's true. We can call them back later. It's true. And nobody's going to die in that time Well, frame. I say, I'm like, it's real estate. Nobody's going to die. Yep. 
most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's that uh, one time you don't pick up Amanda. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so you started imposing healthy limitations. Right. Because otherwise who's, who's defending your family? Well, I, I look back at it and I'm like, why were my fellow vendors and colleagues not telling me to shut up at 930 PM? Right. Because any, even if you're getting work done at that time, It's not changing the timeline of the project. Not greatly, no. Right. No, because there's usually a trickle down beyond that. Right. So, like from our perspective, sometimes I'll be working at 10:30 at night, sending out photos to clients that had a re-edit or whatever, because I didn't get to do it during the day because I stepped out to go be a dad. Right. right? And so that's a little bit different because it's waiting in their inbox in the morning first thing, and I don't have to worry about it tomorrow morning, right? But if you're a realtor and you're waiting on me at 10:30 at night it's because there's larger things at play that kept things from actually going smoothly, right? right? And if that's something that we did, then of course I'm going to take care of it. But if it's something that's on the client end or whatever, that becomes a bit more of a challenge. And a reasonable expectation of our behavior is honestly like 8.30 to 6, Monday through Friday. And that's what we generally do. Uh, I'll send out files on Saturday morning, but that's really our only weekend commitment. You know, Danielle, I think sometimes checks emails, spot checks them just to make sure that there's no panic attacks for Monday morning. But, but beyond but that, you help real estate agents. So there's always panic attacks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so when there's panic attacks, not if, um, you know, and so we n- n- normally have cancellations of the weekend or some movements or whatever, because right. situations arise and we understand that. But we've, I think, done a good job in our business at trying to establish that on an early on basis. So it's encouraging from yeah. where I sit to hear you talk about that. Well, and I think it's not it's not easy to admit that at first because you're like, oh, because my fear when I first got started was people are going to think I don't have time for them. So I have to prove that I have time for them, that my children won't get in the way. Right. Right. Um, And then as I got into the business, I'm like, listen, if people can't understand that I'm a mom first, those aren't my people, you know, and even people who um, don't have children, do have the capacity to understand yeah, yeah. a family, you know? Generally speaking, and if you're yeah. lacking the, uh, that empathy or that capacity, go to your nieces and nephews, Yeah, right? right. Or go spend some time with maybe you know, a sibling or even a friend who has their own kids um, and just maybe kind of feel with them for a little right. while. Um, and you'll realize how uh, crucial and yeah. important family structure is. Right, and I've actually found that... Um, the clients, when I say, listen, I'm a mom, my kids need to remember that I'm their mom. Yeah. Uh, I actually found that that inner dialogue of they're going to think I'm too busy yep. was all in my head, that they yeah. actually appreciate it more when I say, listen, I'm going to coach my son's soccer. Right. on, So I'm unavailable the first part of Saturday, but from 11 on, I'm your girl, yep. you know. Um, and I found that that attracted more of the people that I want to work with. Ah, I think you and I talked that. about yes. that, about I want to work with good people. Right. And you're like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. It's like, well, when I see your name on the caller ID, <laughs> I want to be like, yes, yep. it's Jeremy. Right. I can't wait to talk to him. Yep. And I feel that way about like all of your workers. And I'm not just saying that. Thank you. Um, but even with the people that we've hired, it's like, sure. I want to surround myself with people who make my day better. Yep. And that's they, totally selfish and I'm okay with that. Well, so <laughs> I don't think that that's selfish at all. I think that you're prioritizing um, your structure and your bubble to ensure that your sphere of influence, whether it be employees, coworkers, customers, vendors in our case, um, are, are fulfilling your life 
And that's a good thing because that keeps you going. And, and how is that selfish? Yeah. Because then you reject, you take that energy and you return it back to your customer. If I'm tapped out, nobody, I'm not any good to anybody. Right. I'm not good to my family. That's for darn sure. Right. And that's where I need to be the best. Right. And so if you have no, if you have no energy left over when you get to that point, why are you doing what you're doing? Well, and that's exactly the feeling I had, like when I had this revelation, yeah. right? I felt that my family was getting my leftovers. Yep. And I'm like, they shouldn't be getting nope. my leftovers. They should be your primary. Exactly. And from a leftover standpoint, I mean, unfortunately, well, not fortunately, not unfortunately. Why am I even apologizing <laughs> for this? From a leftover standpoint, it's the people that you don't really want to have around you 24-7 that should be getting your leftovers. Right. And really... Even then, your true leftovers should be given to the people that you really don't want to be around at all. Right. You know, because that's what you're, where your leftovers should really be reserved so that you're just simply an operational human being with people that you couldn't care less right. about. And it's not, it's not ruthless. What it is is prioritizing your environment above anything else. Right. And if we did more of that in life, we would find a whole new value of our time that we hadn't unlocked prior. So we talked about that we did. too. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, Jeremy, I just feel like I'm having, I'm giving you everything. I'm like, I feel like I'm going through a midlife crisis. People are like, Amanda, you're in your forties. I'm like, yeah, that's midlife. My friends hate to break it to yep. you. I don't care um, what doctors do to extend right. the life cycle. That's still midlife. I don't care. Right. What. And, um, I, you know, I'm very open. I'm like, I go see a therapist and my therapist is like, just quit saying a midlife crisis. No. Like you are reprioritizing what is healthy for you. You're going and through I'm a period like, of discovery. I love that. Yeah. So how can you be the most Amanda Howard that you can be? Right. You know? Jay. Amanda J. Howard. Amanda J. Howard. Gotta remember that, Jay. There's is, a lot of Amanda Howards in the oh, world. Okay, Amanda J. Howard. <laughs> um, and that's, but that's the, that's what you need to focus on. Right. And I don't think that it's a selfish mm -hmm. focus if what you're doing by going through that motion or going through that learning Um is actually becoming a fuller version of you that you can then give to others. If you're doing it for you, for the sake of doing it for you and internalizing it and not doing anything beneficial to humanity out of it, mm -hmm. I think maybe the discussion could happen that that might be a little bit more of a selfish endeavor. Right. But even then, there's still questionability in that. Right. I think that if you're showing up your fullest self for your family, for your, for your clients, for your friends, who can argue with that? Right. Well, it's it's interesting because I've said, I feel like the past year especially has been an unlearning of how I was yeah. brought up. Yep. And that is not a critique on my family or, you know, the culture that I was That's brought up in. One. But it's just, you know, I was raised with the good girl mentality. Yep. And I'm not saying I'm trying to be a bad girl by sure. any means. But it's performance based, yep. right? Yep. You you grow up, you have a good job, a good job with sure. insurance and all these things. And it's like, oh, I have those boxes checked and there's still an emptiness there. Yep. So now it's a, you know what? It is okay that you're, it's like I give Ricky a hard time because he'll ask little kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my response yes, is... He asked any kid. Oh, any kid. Not just, any kid. okay. Yeah. It's just, family. that's his icebreaker. Oh, nice. For children. That's, uh, that's <laughs> big shoes. And I just look at the kid and I'm just like, I'm in my forties and I don't even know. I don't know. even know. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Like with real estate, it's been one of the most, like, it's such a fun job. Sure. And you meet fun people. Yep. 
But there's an aspect of it that I'm just like, you know, I think I'm ready to get off this ride. Yep. And then something amazing happens the next day. And yeah. you're just like, oh, this is why I love this, this job. I love this. Right. That reminder. What are you doing to encourage that reminder to happen? Um, so I'm a big journaler. Mm-hmm. And I won't say that I'm consistent, but I do have like the prompts as far as if I'm stuck, I can at least go to those prompts. And, you know, you can be some, you can be grateful for something every day. Um, I am a cynic by nature, hence the sarcasm, but I can still be thankful for things, you know, and sometimes those thankful things are, Hey, I got out of bed today. That that's a win. Let's go from there. And just reflecting on that, because I feel like sometimes we want something for so long, we lose track of when we actually got it. Okay. Um, or why we wanted it to begin with. Right. Right. Well, that that opens up a whole new can <laughs> of worms. Yes. Right. But- I wanted I wanted a career where I had a flexible schedule yeah. and where I can make a financial impact on my family right. and my community and in sure. my church. And then check, check, check. Yep something's still off. Sure. Like what is off? Yeah. And that's where I'm, um, then it's like, okay, well, how do I integrate? Cause I do have a bleeding heart for everything from puppies to humans. <laughs> so it's like, how can I help? How can I help? How can I be impactful? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, I think real estate has been good for that too. Cause it opens you up to people who have done that or right. have ideas or who can help you reach that. Sure that plan. So that's been really cool. Okay. That's good. So your, your, your effort in reinvesting in both yourself as well as your family and your community and your clients needs to really be like multiple touch points. Right. Right. And so you have to look at it holistically and it sounds that's what your journey is that you're undertaking and that's admirable and definitely uh, worthy of applause for sure. Um, Because a lot of times we will get caught up in the churn of what we're doing. Right. Uh, and it's easy, even in real estate photography, it doesn't matter the career path, yeah. I got to tell you. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, everything that you're saying all rings true for me mm-hmm. um, and and also people that I'm very um, connected with. And um, we've, re- we've recently become really good friends with this couple in our area up in Maine. Um, Corrine and Dan are their names. And Corrine is actually a life coach. Um, and Kristen, who, who uh, is here, who has, you know, has, has talked with her and, and, you know, it kind of embarked on that journey. We can cut that out. Um, <laughs> so, and the, the point though, is that uh, Corrine and Dan both have become really good sounding boards and uh, conversation starters for us, mm-hmm. for my wife and I, Jen and I. And um, it's really kind of started c- connecting us in a holistic way to the challenges mm-hmm. of how do you focus on your family while also maintaining a business? Because you don't let that go. You need some form of, you know, you need some form of income in order right. to keep things going. You're a Christian, correct? Correct. So give us our, you know, give us this day our daily bread, you know, and you need your bread from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And whether or not that is through, um, you know, a financial means or, or a gift of somebody else, you need to be able to maintain your own footing. Right. Well, and that's, am I cutting you off? No, Okay. Um, So as far as, am I a Christian? I tell people I am a Christian. I have a potty mouth, but I'm a Christian. Definitely have a problem with religion. You know, I struggle with religion. Um, However, I think having spiritual mindfulness is so important. Mm -hmm. And I look at it that if someone is of no faith, 
how do I demonstrate to them my faith? Yep. They don't care yep. about characters. No. Right? How do I treat other people? Correct. How do I make the world a better place? That's, how do I impact change? Yep. That is my mission. That's right? a, that's a good mission to have. Yeah. You know, and and um I think that the way that we conduct ourselves publicly as well as privately, those things need to be connected, right? Um, because who you are at home needs to be who you are outside of the home. Right. Um, and that's that's my take on things. Um, because if I have to find myself adjusting for other people, am I doing a good job at being me? It's so funny because my son, he's in pre-K. Yeah. <laughs> and they are called the chameleons. Okay. And I even brought that up. I'm like, is that really the best mascot that oh, you have to literally, blend in? Literally the, oh my. <laughs> I'm like. Interesting. And, but I don't think the kids, I don't think no, I'm just being assign. over analytical. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know. But no, yeah. I can definitely see that from an adult perspective. Right. It's like, mm, really? Well, what is it, Mark? So Mark Twain has a quote, and I'm paraphrasing, but you never have to remember if you never lie. It's true. You know, so if you, you are true to yourself at all times. Yep. Um, and I tell people, I would pr- like to pride myself on thinking I'm the same person behind doors, you know, as yeah. open doors. But it's like, with that being said, you have to have people in your life that check you. For sure. And what I mean by that is I have a dear friend, Jen, and I was being so mean to my husband one day. And she's like, you need to stop that. Yeah. That's really unfair. That's what, and I'm like, that's what my buddy Dan will tell yeah, me. You yeah. Know? He'll be like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, and um, it's, it's the funniest thing is that, uh, you know, he and I get along exceptionally well. And that doesn't mean that we agree. It just means that we know how to communicate with each other, right? And I'm finding that out too about yeah. myself that that for so many years I got I I had a thin skin for so many years because I never I never connected that people don't have to like me in order to work with me mm-hmm. and people don't have to agree with me in order to like me. Right. Right? Um and so having to restructure that yeah is definitely a big thing. Right. And I'm sure that you probably find similar things with your own client base, yep. you know, where you've worked with people throughout walks of life. And I know that you work with veterans mm-hmm. a lot. You, you have a specific spot in your heart for veterans. Well, I mean, it's by default, I've got to admit. So we're a military family. Sure. Uh, my husband retired from the Air Force. So, but that is how I built my business. Right. And in this market, especially, they like, they don't even know there's an Air Force base around here, yeah. you know, because it's so small. Yeah. But it's just that is a niche of people that will give you undying loyalty. Yeah. Right. And I want that loyalty to be because of my character and of who I am, sure. not because I put an eagle on my logo, which I don't have an eagle on my logo. But you get what I'm saying, I get you. right? Um. But yeah, exactly that. You don't need to bleed American pride for having American pride. I I have to admit, I am the military spouse who does not think the American flag is a decor item in the home. Okay. <laughs> so. okay. No, we have one hanging up front and that's really yeah. our, our extent. Yeah. But um, what we do on a daily basis bolsters our community. Yeah. And I think that's the core of what we're trying to do. Right. Uh, both through the real estate market that we're working in, as well as our local community and school and, and um, just our involvement with people that we come in contact with. Right. How are you building, you know, those around you up? Um, so on Saturday, I'm actually participating um, in a community build. Uh, it's a men's group up in Maine that we, that I participate in called living to last. And Dan's a part of it. He got me involved. Um, and we're actually working uh, in my hometown, Lewiston, Maine, 
on um, a, a mobile home. Uh, it's a multi-generational challenge where mm -hmm. the grandparents and the grandkids are involved, but there's no middle. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a custody issue and guardianship and that kind of thing. So long and short of it is we're going in and we're going to be repairing um, some structures to ensure that the state doesn't come in and oh, yeah. remove the children from the home. Yeah. And so that's the kind of community outreach I'm getting involved in. Mm -hmm. And because that's really kind of like the lowest of the low in, re in regards to our immediate communities other than homelessness. Um, but poverty is rampant um, right. in, in uh, more challenging communities and neighborhoods and stuff. And, and so that's, that's my bleeding heart. My bleeding yeah. heart is, is uh, looking for people that um, are this close to not cutting it. Yeah. Kind of thing or not making it um, and making sure that they do. Well, and I think that we live in a fairly affluent area. Yep. Um, and I think that it's often misperceived the amount of food security or housing security that someone has. Taken for granted. Right. And um, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I'm reading a book about how to use your faith to end homelessness. So I will let you okay. know what I think and maybe Please. give you a copy. Please. Um, but it's, for instance, I was reading the Concord paper. I forget what it was called. But they have a rat sheet in the back that tells you, like, every call the policeman went on that week. Yeah. And one of them I noticed, it was, you know, person sleeping in car on this street at this time for, like, three days. Oh. And I'm thinking, that person probably doesn't have a home. Probably not. Right? If it's so three days straight, it's not an accident. Right. And yeah. that was, like, kind of my first thought. Yeah. And um, there may be something else going on, but it's, sure. like, someone's not going to come up to you and say, hey, Jeremy my home is a disaster. Well, that's Come thing. help me. So we're actually having challenge in our area finding people that are are in need. And mm -hmm. it's not because they're not there. It's because they're not contacting us. Well, it's because they're not contacting you and there is a stigma attached yep. to that. So we are okay, doing, um, we are doing blessing baskets for a couple, I say a couple of families. Like my goal is five families yeah. and that's not a lot, but this is my first year doing it. So sure. I'm kind of like setting the bar pretty low, sure. but it's, you know, we are in the season of gratitude is upon us, right? So if you do not have the financial means to travel to see family or to have a wonderful meal, how can we make that easier for yeah. you? So we're basically putting together these Thanksgiving baskets, these yeah. blessing baskets awesome. with the staples of Thanksgiving. Yeah and toiletries and cat food the toiletries and, part and you know things that yeah, i mean you Oft look at overlooked right right yep. so it's like these are the things you have but if you want to throw in these two that's great pet food is actually a remarkably expensive thing yes um and is not covered by food stamps or um what it, what's the current iteration the, of the that? WIC. yeah the WIC. WIC. yeah wsc yeah. um and so it's not it's not uh it's it's it falls in that gap Mm -hmm. You know, and, and obviously pets and we recently did that, uh, <laughs> that photo shoot with you and, um, you know, pets are a big part of, of many families, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that, you know, from, from a, a gift basket standpoint, from the blessing baskets, as you're talking about, uh, covering the gamut yeah. is a big thing. Well, and that's the thing too, it goes back to knowing the community yep. who in your community do you need to contact? And granted, this idea came to me very late this year. 
Um, but next year, you know, we'll go to the school counselors because they've got more of an eye for they that. They do, yeah. Um, they, but not always. They know more intimate details that right. you might not be aware of. Right. That's that's a good. That's because a good call. We do um, at at uh, Christmas time. So we do different various fundraisers at Christmas time, and typically in Groton. So I'm I live in Groton. There's okay. We're going to help this many families. Right. And. What about this family? Because we've helped them in the past. No, no, no. They they said they're good this year. And that's great if they are. Yep. But oftentimes, like I talk about that stigma, it's they're Is just, there? they don't want to be seen as a burden. They don't yep. want to be seen as taking a handout. Yep. Whereas I feel like so many people just want to help. Yep. And they don't know how to help. Correct. And it's like... um so this is way off the topic, but we, we moved we up to Boston. <laughs> we moved up to Boston because my son was being treated at Dana Farber, yeah. and people were like, "We want to help you. Just let us know." Sure, and it's I'm such just an easy like, cliche thing to say. I don't know what help I even need. Yep. Right? It, it yep. was literally the people that would just come in and here is this. Right. Or, hey, I'm picking up your your daughter, sure. taking her for the day. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. That, it, I didn't know I needed that. That right. is amazing. So so props to the people who have creative thought in regards to how help looks. Yeah. Right? And I think that in many cases, the people that know how help looks are the people that have maybe received it in the past and mm-hmm. have been able to determine what actually needs helping. Right. What can I do to give you a better life jacket mm-hmm. is essentially what we have to ask ourselves. And if that means coming in and cleaning your house for an hour, guess what? That's huge. I would be your best friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. B- BFFL forever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, or, you know, if, if it's in the middle of the winter and you come snow blow my driveway, yeah. you and I need to catch up on coffee. So what I love about, like, that reminded me, I had a client in Acton and she's like, oh, that's George down there. Give that man chocolate like every once in a while. He will snow, snow, like snow blow your driveway for the entire winter. So when we were marketing that house, like that was kind of a fun story to tell people, you know, it's like, hey, that's your neighbor, George. Rumor has it. He likes cookies. Nice. Right. Nice. Um, And that's too like getting the personal touch. But um, you're you're priming that individual for building the community further. Right. Right. And one time we had um, a military couple, so Coast Guard, so the, the dad would basically leave for three months stints at a time, yep. which in my opinion, as a military spouse, that's almost worse than having someone gone for the full... Right. Because you have to program in and out of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, I remember I was door knocking the neighborhood and one of the neighbors was just bad mouthing this house Ouch. about, oh my gosh, they never keep their yard clean. And I was like, well, are you aware that her husband is gone like literally half of the year? And yeah. she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, he's in the service yeah. and she has four children. And then it was they might not of, be able to afford to have a landscaping exactly, company come in. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where I think, again, just having your ears to the ground and being involved and asking questions, right? Like come from curiosity, not accusation. Sure. Like, hmm. Come from a, uh, fr- come from a good spirit. Right. Instead of one of negativity. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So that, that's, that's, that's a wonderful example. It really is a wonderful example. What are you doing in your marketing for real estate that uh, helps you ensure that customers get the best possible outcome 
for for the time that you spend with them? So it depends on what the customer does, right? What what personality type are they? So I'm a data person. Yeah. I love numbers and graphs and spreadsheets. So um, but not everyone loves that, no. believe it or not. They want the graphics know. and the foo-foo. Right. So we yep. actually do a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I do tend to know, um, even like with our mailers, our mailers are not the, hey, we've sold 15 homes. Our mailers are, hey, these are the numbers for the month, for sure. the state, yep. and for your local town. Mm -hmm. These are our buyers, mm. you know, and we don't give their full name, but we say, hey, Joe, Joe and Jane S. Are looking for this. Are looking for this okay. in nice. this town. And, Beautiful. you know, and it's not even that the phone's ringing off the hook, though I wish it was. We need more listings. Oh, boy, is that true. <laughs> Plug that in. Oh, <laughs> um, if you're looking to sell or yeah. buy. <laughs> Contact me. Um, I can't recommend a specific realtor because of the position that I'm in, but we are sitting with a great one here. <laughs> but that's so. what, I mean, it's just, it gets the conversation started. Yep. So it's what we have seen that it does, especially in, so I farm like my particular neighborhood. Sure. And what it does is it starts the conversation of, hey, listen, my kids are in high school, but in four years, you know, and it's like, okay. And then that way I know that I need to keep in closer contact or what is their personality type yep. to keep with that. Um, as far as marketing too, like with just solds, I, I don't want to say there's a cookie cutter realtor stamp, Okay. but there is a common practice, just sold things. Yeah. Right. Um, on our just solds, I don't put the house. Okay. I don't put how many offers we have. I have a picture. I'm exploiting my children because that's what any good mother does, right? Absolutely. That's, <laughs> so that's what a, any good social yeah. media mother does. Yeah. So it's a picture of the kids like whispering and it's like, hey, we have, have you heard we have new neighbors? Do you have model release forms yeah. for them? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just trying to think of the message I'm putting out is not unique, but how do I make it to where... They know it's from me. Okay, so the message that you're not that you're putting out is not unique as far as its intention or format. Right. But the medium that you might be using or the graphics that you're using, it makes it uncommon. Right. And that's right. important. So when you get Amanda J. Howard <laughs> uh, mailing you, it's not looking like Bob Smith. I'm not. Door. I'm not going to be. And if there's a, a Bob Smith, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> there are there are plenty of Bob Smiths. <laughs> My maiden name's Smith, so there's oh. plenty of them. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Jeremy, uh, we just received several angry emails. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, listen, I like think about political campaigns or anything that it's like the messaging usually isn't that new. No. It's the packaging. It's all about the packaging. That changes a movement or yep. changes something about it. I like and that. don't get me wrong, there are some people that nope, we want the we want the trifle, what, whatever. That's fine. There's nothing right. wrong with that. Sure. Um, it's not a one size fits all. Right. Period. Right. Exactly. Because we are in life. Exactly. And everybody has their own ways of absorbing information and internalizing it and processing it. And so you have to package it in the way that you know how to deliver it or something that you deliver it in a way that speaks to you mm -hmm. and hopefully speaks to people like yourself. Right. So that you're introducing or opening doors with people to people that will, by default, hopefully work with you easier. Exactly. Yeah, because exactly. if you're talking the same language in the end, it makes the conversations a lot, a lot more simple. Well, and that's the thing. I think when you put something out that 
again, just sold. We'll, we'll stay with that example. Mm-hmm. If you're not putting the house, it does open the conversation. Who who are those kids? Yeah. What house? What house just sold? Right. Um, okay. And then it just creates the conversation. And it's, I've no, it's so funny because I feel like on social media, sometimes you feel like you're not getting traction. Oh, but as that. soon as you don't do something that you have been doing, people are like, where was your video yeah. this week? Yeah. And it's like, well, um, I figured my mom and my husband were the only ones watching it. Right. So I quit doing it. They're like, no, <laughs> no. Right. You know, yeah, it it's is, like this podcast, like this is our first episode, right? I'm I don't honored. know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm number one. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> From where I sit, it's about, to overuse the term, intentionality, right? right? It's all about why are you doing what you're doing? Is it working because you're doing the right thing or because you're doing your thing? Right. Right. And if your your thing is resounding with people, if there's a resonance there, keep it going. Well, and like I said, it's it's so interesting because you think of, like when you look at the analytics, like oh, nobody's watching this. It's frustrating. Or, oh, they're dropping off at right. 20 seconds. Why am I doing what I'm right. doing? But I'm spending you, so much time and wasting it all. Yeah, yeah, but the more you do it, the less time it takes you to do it. Yep. So I look at, um, so I do like a market update on YouTube and we post it to social once a week. Yep. I look at when I first started doing that with the editing and everything. Oh. It used to take me like over an hour, yep. still not the best quality, but it's the it's the data sure. that, that matters. Sure. And now it's literally like a 10 minute process. Yep. Um, so it's just, again, when you do it, when you're when you're disciplined in doing it, it becomes easier, and the people that it's going to matter to, it will matter. Don't get yep. me wrong; if something is just falling flat on its face, it's falling flat on its face. And but, you need to learn to identify that, right? Right. <laughs> but until people aren't contacting me saying, "Hey, I missed it," or "Did you not do one this week?" Sure. And that's the thing too. So talking about family and work, like I used to be, like, "Oh, I'll I'll go away on vacation for twenty minutes and record this video while I'm on vacation, and then." upload it and do all this. I like, I don't even do that anymore. Good. So now it's almost like when I skip a week, I'll be like, Hey, listen, life happened last week, yep. no update. Yep. And then that again is something that somebody can resonate with and be like, she's a real person. Yep. She's a real person. Yep. yep. No, that's, that's a good thing. And that's the healthy limitations. Is there anything in particular that you see yourself doing in the coming future from a, from a life standpoint, from a real estate marketing standpoint, where you're going to be changing gears and getting into something else? I do know for certain, and I've spoke spoken with my pastor about it, that I want to shift more to a social, how can I, how can I help you? There might you know? be something in that with real estate as a component for sure. that could really help your community or, or your local circle or better yet beyond your circle. Right. Um, in a much more advantageous way that becomes more fulfilling for you. Um, and I know for, for my part, that's what I, I'm trying to accomplish as well, mm-hmm. you know? And so as part of this men's group that I belong to during our builds, I'm not just swinging a hammer and actually like pulling up deck boards and stuff. I'm actually taking up my camera equipment and yeah. following them around a little bit too. Yeah. And so it's a good blend of right. two knowledge bases that I have. Um, Cause I grew up in a contractor's household and you know, swinging hammers was a thing. Um, and so to marry the two components has really been fulfilling for me. Right. So. I can see that for sure. And what I, what I do like about real estate too is the, and I may have said this already is the people it puts you into contact yep. with. Um, 
met some amazing people and it's not necessarily always the client, right? Like sometimes it's just, oh, you went to a Rotary Club meeting and you met this person who runs a nonprofit and oh, they, you know, and it just, it keeps trickling. It opens trickling your eyes. Exactly. It opens your mind and your heart. Yes. And we need more of that. So yes. keep doing that. Oh, keep thank you. That. I sure will. I definitely, I definitely want to hear more next time we sit down. I want to see for episode 100 on, for episode 99. Okay. Let's go 99. Um, <laughs> yeah. I want to see where Amanda J. Howard ends up. <laughs> Don't forget right. the J. Good deal. Well, Amanda, this has been a lot of fun. I was not anticipating how random this conversation was going to get. Um, I'm here to deliver Jeremy. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> sarcasm and all I've loved it. Um, and I feel closer to you now. Than I did Absolutely. Before. So it's it's a that's a productive conversation. Yes, agreed. So, so thank you for joining us today, and uh, thanks for allowing us to test out this podcast on you. Um, love being the guinea pig. Oh, we, we love it. <laughs> we love it. Um, so thank you very much for putting all your trust in us that you do, and uh, we sincerely appreciate who you are. Thank you.